<clears throat> okay. Uh, welcome, everybody, to episode one, probably the first and only episode of this podcast by me, Benning Rojas. Uh, in this episode, I will be analyzing Howard Zinn's book, A People's History of the United States, specifically chapter four, the chapter that I had chosen to analyze. Or more retell, as what the directions had stated. And that's actually what I really loved about it, this chapter, at least the first half. It wasn't to analyze history, but making you more try to experience it. Because those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it. But learn it how? There's many ways to learn it. I've often heard that education is nothing to experience. And that's what this is. It's not just reading it to you. It's not just a reading. It is an experience. It is an experience reading it. I feel as if, upon reading the first half, I feel as if I am an actual colonial literate citizen reading Thomas Paine's pamphlet, Common Sense, which instigated emotion and was for the masses and all that. It was easy to get and understand. I mean, look, it has to be analytical. Because it's a book and it's history made by some old historian dude, right? But analyzing is boring. And if you're not in tune with it in the subject, then you're not going to know what to do. And the thing is, I wasn't in tune with this at all. But the thing is, I didn't have to be. Because it's not as if this book or the chapter I read was elegant or anything like that. No, it was just real. And by that I mean it was gritty and... It was cruel for a gritty and cruel time. I don't have the talking or writing skill to actually make something comparable to what Zinn made. But I did have the ability to understand what he made pretty in depth. And here's the kicker. Upon finishing it, I realized I didn't even need the talking or writing or any of those stupid skills. I just needed to listen and have an astute mind, a somewhat astute mind. Because it's stuff I get, raw emotion. It's experienced, experienced through a different lens, but still an experience nonetheless. It's not an analysis, and once you're done, all you got to do is connect some dots, maybe take some notes while you're at it, and keep some thoughts and questions. Okay, um, <laughs> I know it's a bit late to say this, but uh, I don't know if I'm doing this right. But the direction said to react to the chapter, not retell it to you, and I don't think, like, I need to read page 12 of Common Sense to understand this chapter, but the beauty is, I was right, and I didn't have to read it to understand the story better, because it's great in that way, it's that you don't need to read Common Sense, all you need is Common Sense, because this chapter is exactly like the directions and the prompt, don't just retell it, react to it. This chapter, it didn't just retell events we have already learned about a million times, it gave us a reaction to them. And unfortunately, on that very good note, this is the point where I stopped being nice. And that, remember how I said it was the first half of the chapter? Yeah, the second half is uh, kind of garbage. The first half goes from being gritty, emotional, more of an experience. And while the second half is, once again, more of a reading, more educational. Which, while there's nothing wrong with that, it's just not my cup of tea. And I wish Zinn was consistent in tone. Because if the first half was so enjoyable, 
and different, why change it? Because it could be, I'd rather it be like a, an educational reading all the way through than just one half be something and the other half be something else. Because at least then it's consistent. Just the inconsistency in tone and how it's written is just kind of annoying and more or less confusing when I'm trying to get the same emotion from the second half. You know what I mean? But other than those petty grievances, the second half, what it really did wrong in how I said was that it didn't capture the feeling. Let me explain. In the first half, the pages one through seven, it didn't just look at the major big events and big names and all that. It went into the more obscure sources and references. You heard accounts from the Green Mountain Boys in Vermont, a very obscure state, not even a state at the time. You heard references from random rioters. You seldom heard a reference or quote from Samuel Adams or George Washington, what we denote as the bigger names and men in this time. That's how it made you feel like you were living there, because it made you listen to the people in a time when all these big names, they really didn't. It took all those sources, and it was gritty, and furthermore, you know what I mean? Let me explain that as well. It could have just said a black man, but it said a Negro. And at first I thought, damn, that's pretty offensive. But then I thought, no, that's more for the ambience and experience of it. Because in the 1700s, you wouldn't have been a black man. You would have been a Negro, or called something worse. You were less than human. And that's exactly what it captures. And it continues with that. It makes the world as cruel and gritty and unforgiving. And that might not be everyone's cup of tea and that might be a bit dark, but the thing is, that's what the world was at the time. It was dark and gritty, especially in this revolutionary time where all types of people were being mistreated and silenced and suppressed and oppressed and all that. And that's what I really loved about it. When it did talk about the bigger names, it talked about how evil they were, and justifiably too. I know they had their reasons, but evil is evil. It always talked about control, how the, how the governments wanted control, the officers, all of them. They wanted control, while the people just wanted what was theirs. And yes, it depicted them as cruel too, because it's not as if they were in the right just because they were the majority. No, it said that they did many horrible things. But while they did have reason, not, ex ju not justification, reason, they had reason to do them. And it focused on them, the people who were actually suffering and all of that. The second half, pages 8 to 14, it's just a retelling. It's just a chronological retelling of just what you already knew in history. And that's what really was so sad about it was... The first chapter gave me so much. It, it made me want to keep reading while this, or I mean the first uh, half, while the second half was just kind of bland. It didn't elicit any reaction or emotion. The first half, it was all about how evil the world was at the time, how true it was, and how you had to be true to yourself to survive it, and perhaps even change yourself to survive it. While well, the second half didn't even make you feel like a person who had to survive anything. It just made you feel like a reader reading a boring chapter in your room. 
which I mean, I can't discount that as being bad. I can't justifiably say that that's a terrible thing because that's how many history books are. And so if you want to go with the crowd, if Zinn wanted to go with the crowd on that one, then I can't blame him for that because everyone else does it. And people seem to enjoy those. But for me personally, I can't say that I enjoy um, blandness and boringness. It was very informative. Yes, I'll give it that credit where credit's due. But, man, it was a letdown. And because the first half, it was informative, but it was also an experience. Because you can read about something all you want, but until you actually do it or see it or all that, experience it basically, you don't know a damn thing. And so this. The first half of the chapter got as close as possible to making me experience life there at the time and all how cruel uh, everything and everyone was. Like when it talks about the riders in the Hudson Valley, how they imprisoned a sheriff and held him as prisoner and all of that, right? However, it didn't depict the riders as evil. It depicted them as human because humans especially at this time, were cruel and all that. And it even got accounts from the tenants and all of that, from the more obscure sources that people just look over because they're not a big name but are still so important. Or how when it talks about how the British wanted control after the French and Indian War or they wanted to tighten control in the colonies. It's all about control because that's what people actually wanted and what they needed at the time. And it was so down to earth but still so down in hell. And that's what I really loved about it. 